Listener Production. Like the black pudding in a full English breakfast. Don't ask any questions. Just start chewing. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson, I got to give it to dogs. Wow, you very rarely give it to dogs unless by it you mean an absolute serve because you don't like them. Well, do you know that they reckon that dogs might be able to be used to figure out if you have COVID-19 or not? Really? Yes. So they have to stick their snout right up your nostril? They can just sniff your ankles. Oh. So what they did, they got two Labradors, Rizzo and Scarlet. They spent two months training them to detect Mm. the virus before experiments were then run at 27 schools in California, uh, news.com.au have reported. And the study found that they had an 83% accuracy rate for positive detections and 90% for negative detections. That'd be that'd be better than a bloody rapid test. Well, that's it, because rapid tests only have to be 80% accurate. You know why this news story interests me greatly? Why? Because it means rats are inferior to dogs. Why? Because they, they weren't able to use rats for, the, for it. Rat te- rapid antigen test. Rat oh. test. Rat dog. God, sometimes I wonder why I even bother. They are the rat dogs. <laughs> they're, rat, they're you, mate. How exciting. Um, but it's interesting, isn't it? It's an interesting way of uh, figuring out. I mean, sure, it comes about two years too late, but thanks, dogs. Cheers, dogs. We'll pour one out for you today. And a uh, very big show today. i got to report back to you as to uh, what I got to up to over the weekends when it came to shaking my bonbon. Oh, well, I mean, I got up to something on the weekend as well, and let's say it wasn't quite nearly as glamorous. <laughs> All right, well, let's do it, shall we? So I'll fill you in. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all-day breakfast. Well, Matt, isn't staying with family just some of the best times you can have? Well, that depends, Alex Dyson. You know, I've been staying in a lot of places over this last couple I've... of months. <laughs> Following your progress, whether it's moving from Sydney to Brisbane or and then back to Sydney for work and then to the Gold Coast to be in a movie with Sophie Monk and Vanilla Ice called Zombie Plane, it's been like reading a Where's Wally book. Well, look, now the adventures are finally over, okay? Mother and Son has wrapped. Hey, we finished bro. filming eight weeks. Yeah. Brutal every single day, just in every scene, slogging it out. We finally got it done. Sometimes literally with the public who would um, confuse your acting for real life debauchery. And we, try had and terrorism, your... we had terrorism reports, uh, people thinking I was mugging my co-star, some wild ups and downs. It sounds so hectic that you just need a getaway, you know, just well, to get away and relax in some beautiful surrounds. I've been staying in between Brisbane and Sydney and I've been, I've been like staying in my old, the apartment that I lived in for 12 years. Yep. And, um, over those weeks that I was filming, you know, Belinda and I had to like gradually just keep moving more and more furniture out until this past week. The final week of filming. While I'm filming my own TV show, <laughs> a, a feat which I would have assumed could only happen. At the height of one's success. Oh, if you're starring in your own show, that <laughs> the reboot of which you've, you know, devised and written a lot of. And then I find myself going home at nights this last week <laughs> to <laughs> a TV on the floor and a single stool <laughs> in the lounge room. So you'd sit on a stool and watch TV. <laughs> Bro! And then I would sleep on this sofa couch upstairs. (laughs) 
every day just waking up going, is this, have I made it? That is eerily similar to me when I ran for parliament uh, at the start of last year, you know, five months where, you know, I'm, I went, I got the suit, I've got the tie, I'm going around shaking hands, I'm meeting dignitaries, I'm standing up, talking about foreign policy, you know, and what Australia do, should do in relation to China, you know, and the existential threats that uh, geopolitical intrigue has. And I go home to my old childhood bedroom on a mattress on the floor because I had to sell my old bunk beds. Well, it's not like it ever, it not, like it didn't get better either. So well, this weekend I finally packed up, completely <laughs> emptied the whole unit that I've lived in for 12 years. Yep. And with that comes all these bits and pieces that you don't really know what to do with. As we go on, we remember Mate. all the times we had together. There was, I mean, there was almost tears moving out. There was some, there'd been some big up and downs in that little apartment, but also I just crammed everything I could into my car and then I drove back towards Queensland, right? Mm. But I had to stay overnight because I couldn't get out of the apartment till late. So I'm staying overnight. Yep. At a, you don't um, want to drive fatigued as well. So you're, you're a responsible driver there. Yeah. So I'm staying overnight at a, um, at a family Airbnb, right? <laughs> um, some family members have an Airbnb and well, I didn't want to pay for the cleaning fee if I, <laughs> like, if I'd actually gone and slept in the beds, then they like would have had yeah. to get the cleaners to come back in and reset everything. And they're like, if you don't want to pay for the cleaners, that's fine. But like, basically you can't use the taps. You can't use the toilets. You can't use the shower and you can't use the bed. So I was literally, my car is bursting. I've got like a laundry basket with clothes piled in it, sitting on top of chairs, sitting on top of suitcases. I can barely see out it, right? As I'm driving, because everything's so crammed up, this alarm for the seatbelts uh, yeah. keep going off because it's saying like, Hey, there should be someone in the car. So yeah, I'm just the seatbelt's not on. I can feel the weight in this seat. You go. I'm just driving with this. Right, and I'm like, you okay, when is this going to lamps? <laughs> um, when is this going to stop? Then it's like, yeah. then it escalates to this. I'm just like, oh my god! I finally get S sorry, to the apartment. Sorry, put a seatbelt on that stool, please, sir. <laughs> I finally get to the apartment. I've packed Sophia's little single bed, like I dismantled it, and I've put the mattress and the bed parts in the car to take back up to Brisbane. Yep. So I end up just sleeping on that little Sophia's like little half mattress. Like it, it only just gets to my waist. I'm in the middle of the lounge room. I'm thinking, yep, that this is, I have and, made it. And you're trying to get our producer to the Logies, mate. <laughs> How on earth are you going to do that if you're sleeping on a half single to avoid a cleaning room? I know. Trying to use the toilet so accurately. <laughs> But no mess is created. Because I couldn't have a shower. I went for a, you know, early morning swim down the beach and some guy <laughs> like, so I, I'm like, li literally, I am living the life of a vagrant, right? And I, some guy comes up to me down at the beach after I've had a shower. I'm waiting. I'm like drying myself in the sun because I don't have a towel or anything. And he's like, oh, Matt, love the potty. Can I take a photo? And I'm like, you don't want a photo of this guy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if only you knew. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is not often you completely uh, in film capture rock bottom. <laughs> <laughs>
But anyways, thank you very much for having me, Sydney. I'm officially now a Brisbaneite. Okay. I'm back. I'm ready to go, baby. You're out. Well, yeah, let us know if you've ever had to um, avoid the cleaning fees. Like my dad visited me recently. I've got a spare bedroom at my house purely for visitors. Mm. He comes over. Says, oh, I don't want to use the electricity for the dryer to dry the sheets. So he's on the single mattress on the floor with his own <laughs> sheets that he packed. Oh, Next mate. to the bed. The bed is there <laughs> on, the, on the mattress on the floor next to the queen bed. Well, you know, it's the spot for, uh, for the best of us yep. on the floor. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, isn't it a sad matter kind when a, a piece of history, a piece of our heritage disappears? Oh, no. What's what's going? Well, you were talking about the bloody Maya Centre, losing Maya in Brizzy. Oh, that I long know. Ago. I still long for the dragon roller coaster that used to zoom, zoom up around the top level there. Why? What are we losing this time? Times, they are a-changing. Well, ITV is reporting that Xmouth, not the Aussie one, but uh, over in the UK, is aghast after the iconic and popular Rusty Pole disappears from the town. What the hell is the Rusty Pole? Who are you? Alex Dyson asking what goes in a gin and tonic. It's a Rusty Pole. <laughs> it's a real Rusty Pole. <laughs> Just near the town. Well, IT, and ITV that's... is saying it's it disappeared earlier this month. An old sewer relief pipe has stood on the Mayor Reserve since 1909, becoming rusty and seemingly forgotten over time, yet it had been catapulted to legendary status because people were making special trips and writing at Google reviews for the Rusty Pole. <laughs> it's, it's got its own TripAdvisor and Google review pages. One visitor wrote, it's good to see that Xmouth has preserved its Rusty Pole in authentic rusty condition. I just looked at the top review from a week ago by someone called Keith Wilkins. Completely devastated that the rusty pole has been removed. Yeah. Explaining to a toddler who is obsessed with rust <laughs> that we are going to see a rusty pole only to find it has been removed two days earlier is up there with root canal. Well, here's a, here's a Google review from Happier Times. So many rusty poles in other locations have been ruined by gentrification, brackets, and paint. But this remains as a rare and traditional seaside attraction. I was impressed. Don't miss if visiting the area. What about this one from Lewis Phillips? Although the Grand Rusty Pole has been removed, you can still see where it was. Still worth a visit. <laughs> <laughs> so people feel like the sight of where it was. I guess you go and see like ruins of castles. So I guess the ruins of a Rusty Pole, you may as well go and check out. How about this? I mean, it's been confirmed. People like, was it a way for maintenance? You know, is it there to preserve the rust? No, no, no. Southwest Water from Exmouth are confirmed that it had removed the pole. It's in a statement. The company explained that it had agreed to remove it after concerns were raised at a council meeting over the structural integrity of the pole and a risk to public safety. But Robin Trigger Glover, the co-founder of the Exmouth Rusty Pole Society, said it's devastating. I remember turning to my partner and saying, I can't believe it's gone. <laughs> it's so innocent, so I really don't understand. <laughs> I mean, oh how could they God. do this to a pole, <laughs> mate? Would you go up to visit Father Christmas and get rid of the the icy, you know, South North Pole? Would you? I tell you who doesn't want to hear about this, Russell Crowe. All right. God, he's next. <laughs> They're just exactly. going rounding up the famous Rusties. <laughs> It'd be it's the start of a horror movie for him. 
Forget the the Pope's exorcist. What about change the P to an L? The Pole's exorcist. Oh, dear. Well, R.I.P. Rest in pole uh, for the that particular rusty monument. Apparently, the notoriety was somewhat unintentional. Max Damsel is another resident who explained it. started off as a joke, to be honest, but then we created some reviews and put some photos up. And honestly, we never really expected tourists and locals to take photos with the pole. Uh, group photos, family photos, and engagements. It's not too bad, hey? It's a bit like Festivus, really, you know, from Seinfeld, the aluminium pole. Getting engaged under a, under the shadow of a rusty pole. So it is is a big controversy hitting the um, the hamlet of Exmouth in the UK and um, so many media organisations trying to track down and get an exclusive interview. And I'm happy to say that Matt and Alex All Day no. Breakfast has been able to do it. No, really? We have an exclusive chat right now with the Exmouth rusty pole um, pole... Thank you very much for joining us on the pod. Hello, hello, hello. I'm a pole. Yeah, look at me all rusty up there. There's a few people upset that you've left Exmouth, pole. Can you tell us why have you gone away? They say they love me and then what happens? Tetanus. That's what happens. You're afraid that you'll hurt those that you love the most? I don't want to see all those people that left me the reviews. I don't want to give them the tetanus. So I just had to go, man. I had to go. Where'd... I had to go in the big metal heap, scrap heap in the sky, man. So where where exactly is that? Is it so many people who don't who don't care about your tetanus? They want to have you back for their engagement parties. It's it's just it's just 2023, isn't it? Can't have a bit of rust. Can't have any faults, can ya? You can, Paul. That's what they loved about you the most was your rust, the imperfections. I could have been a high jump. I could have been a high jump bar holder. I could have, I could have put, I could have worn a flag as a hat and stood in some old mate's front yard. Is it too late for you, Paul? Can can you see yourself returning to Exmouth? You know where I'm going, mate. I'm going to the home of me people. The North Pole? You, you're going me. to the North Pole? You're migrating. See what them polar bears think about me, yeah? <laughs> Is that how they got the name? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, them polar bears, are, oh, they get me. They understand me, man. They'll bristle up against me and I'll leave my red mark right down their side. Is there a way to get get you back? I'm sure there's some some technicality we can we can win you back on some sort of loophole. Did you say a loophole? You think I'm some sort of toilet pole? A loophole? I'm not a loophole. I'm a rusty pole. What are you thinking, man? You think people are just coming here using me as the loo? I'm I'm sorry. I I apologise. <laughs> you 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 apologize. You apologised. You think I'm a, I'm a pole of you think I'm a pole of jays? I'm a rusty pole man, not a pole of jays. Wherever jays are, do you have a um a significant other? Ah, uh, we did, but couldn't do it. We were polar opposites. <laughs> <laughs> so you play the field? Are you into polyamory? Yeah. <laughs> oh my 
conversation so far. I don't have time for this anymore. Goodbye. All right. Bad at Alex all day breakfast. All day breakfast. Now, Matt, yesterday we mentioned the oysters that were consumed by producer Bron and myself uh, at the Gold Coast over the weekend, but we didn't mention the real reason that they, we were there, and that was to celebrate love. With each other? Hold on. <laughs> this... Alas, no. Alas, okay, no. I thought that was a huge twist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. I mean, I so know that they... oysters are an aphrodisiac, <laughs> but I didn't know that they worked that quickly. Yes, well, they certainly are. And it was there for all to see in the eyes of podcast listeners Amanda and Daniel, who you have heard from over the last little while because... <laughs> In a decision only known to themselves, they've decided at their very first dance at their wedding, which is taking place this week, to have to use the gorgeous like a version that we did, Matthew, kiss from a sandstorm, seals kiss from a rose, mixed with Darude's sandstorm, the two biggest aphrodisiacs uh, known to science. And we went up to the Gold Coast, went around to their house, and I taught them a dance that I choreographed that they can surprise their wedding guests with after they say, I do. Oh, my God. So what what were you thinking about for your inspiration in uh, choreographing this? Well, Matt, uh, you go with the music. You go with the people, okay? You take inspiration from everywhere, okay? So given Kiss from a Rose is in the 6-8 time, all right? We're waltzing to start with. So I just Ooh. let myself waltz and then thought, what do you do here? There was a few dips. Okay. There's a few outs and ins. There's a few walk arounds. And then there's a moment which whilst she was filming the choreography, our producer Brod said, I almost started crying. <laughs> Brod, tell us, tell Matt what, 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 what went down. Honestly, it was so beautiful. These, and these are two amazing people. <laughs> they were so lovely. Um, there was this jump moment where he catches her. She does this little kickflip. I could cry just thinking about it now. <laughs> it was so beautiful. I love it. So, Daiso, when, mm. how, did you, how did you even know how to do this? I wouldn't know anything about waltzes and dips and anything. Well, Matt, I'm doing, you know, about 15 musicals in my youth. You learn a few, few <laughs> tricks of the trade. Uh, there's a few, you know, of my own. I guess unique choreography. Signature moves. Signature moves. There's a bit of hip shaking. There's a bit of like yanking the mower train, a bit of a pump towards the end when the drop <laughs> happens. But there's also a, uh, an adapted rap from yourself because we did surprise the couple by putting that in. You recorded um, something a little bit different for the team. Yeah, that's it. I just thought I'd change a couple of little names and drop one or two little lines in there. I wanted to give a little shout out to their kitty cat, Bjorn. <laughs> that's um, right. Oh, the fluffiest of the cats. It was <laughs> such a cute cat. And I actually at one point showed um, Daniel how to dip Amanda by picking up Bjorn and showing <laughs> showing on on the cats. Here's how you dip and here's how you pull them, pull them back up. And I think that worked quite well. Was, I didn't have a dance partner, Brian. You were filming, so I had to, had to use the cat. I loved this cat so much. Mm. <laughs> it was so beautiful. Well, anyone, anyone who's a cat person is a me person. <laughs> so big fan of them. Um, well, I can't wait to hear how it all went. Well, let's have a, let's have a listen to a little bit of the choreography uh, 
the dance lesson now. Yeah, you could get the hands on the hips, like caressing, and then you grab it, you've got your hand on it, ready to go. Spin. Then, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, down, point, point, hit, 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 punches. Yeah, muscle, muscle, up, up, pump, hit, out, now and roll. So there you go, Matt. It is out of my hands. The wedding is this week. So we're going to be crossing live later in the week to the honeymoon before you hear our third birthday spectacular. It's birthdays, it's loves. I mean, we're like a a sitcom, you know, with writers putting in all these (laughs) massive events this week. It's a huge week on All Day Breakfast. Well, we can't wait to see whether they executed the dance with pinpoint precision or whether it all got a little bit... Rude and not in the da style. This is Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. That's it. The All Day Breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex. Oh, I'm a bowl.